Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of Meta Strategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest this week is Vijay Sankaran. Vijay is the Chief Information Officer of TD Ameritrade, a major financial services organization with over $5 billion in annual revenue. Vijay's broad purview includes all aspects of technology and leading and fostering innovation, the entire data platform, data management, artificial intelligence initiatives, a variety of operational responsibilities, and the new incubator, Discotech. Prior to joining TD Ameritrade, Vijay spent over a dozen years at Ford Motor Company, most recently serving as the IT Chief Technology Officer. In this interview, we discuss how TD Ameritrade approaches innovation. The company looks to apply a systematic design thinking process to innovation and seeks to understand the problem it's trying to solve. It then determines what the internal or external consumer pain points are, applies a disciplined discovery approach to understanding those pain points, experiment with what the best possible solution is for them, and then experiments through a set of tests, develops a minimum viable product, and generates feedback to cultivate solution that best addresses those pain points for the consumer. We also discussed the Discotech Incubator, how VJ used his experiences at a complex organization Ford to be successful in his new post, how the company uses artificial intelligence, and a variety of other topics. VJ Sankaran, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Yeah, thanks so much, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, VJ, I thought we would begin with your role. You are the Chief Information Officer of, of TD Ameritrade, a uh, major uh, financial services organization. And, and I wonder if you could talk, uh, maybe kick us off with a description of your role as CIO. What's, what's within your purview? Yeah, thanks, Peter. Um, so I'm responsible for all aspects of technology and leading and fostering innovation at TD Ameritrade. So uh, this involves everything that we're doing around our digital transformation. So client facing systems, um, our trading systems, our back office and operational processing systems. Uh, I've also got uh, responsibility for our entire data platform, data management, uh, artificial intelligence type initiatives. Uh, as well as all of the operational responsibilities, including cybersecurity and uh, our overall infrastructure and associated collaboration systems. In addition to that, um, our uh, previous CIO uh, chartered me to lead our overall innovation efforts around both leading and developing enterprise innovation, new business ideas within our core business, uh, as well as a new incubator that we've started called Discotech, which really explores some uh, new areas that are outside of our core business and potentially represent uh, revenue generating opportunities for us in the future. That's quite a quite a broad purview, and in fact, uh, one that um, kind of uh, although it's growing among the CIO community, still certainly not the average CIO that is involved in the kinds of innovations and technologies that will be customer facing and potentially revenue generating as well as I, as I believe I'm hearing uh, from, from the sorts of things that you and your team are working on. Yeah, and I mean, I think we are in a very unique place because you know we are a very information-driven organization, and uh, technology really is at the forefront of our business. And you know, clients do their businesses through our uh, 
our trading and investment platforms. And so since it's such a so core at our business, really everything that we innovated in is around uh, technology. And so I think it was a very natural evolution uh, for my role to encompass some of those responsibilities as well. It's interesting. You, you talked about uh, innovation as an area of responsibility and, and you further kind of uh, qualified that as new ideas within the core business. Um, t- talk a bit about how you define innovation. What, what, um, you know, what constitutes an innovative idea that the organization is pursuing? Yeah, I mean, I think when we think about this, it, it's really uh, can take a couple of different forms. And, and I try not to be one of these people that's like an innovation purist by any any set of the imagination. So I really am a big believer uh, in making innovators out of all of our associates in the firm. And that may mean any number of different sorts of innovation, whether that's process innovation, new product innovation, uh, innovation within your team around a new method that you invented, all the way to much more disruptive innovation, which may include launching capabilities using Apple Business Chat or Amazon Echo, all the way to cultivating, you know, a brand new business opportunity that may disrupt um, some element of our industry. So I try not to uh, be myopic in my definition of innovation because I do want it to be uh, inclusive across our ecosystem and really help develop a culture all across the firm. What we do try to do is, you know, really apply uh, a systematic design thinking process to innovation and really seek to understand uh, what problem are we trying to solve? What is the consumer's pain point, whether that's internal consumers or external consumers? Uh, apply a discipline discovery approach to understanding those pain points, uh, conduct experimentation on what the uh, best possible solution is for that pain point, and then experiment through a set of, of tests and learns and MVPs and feedback to really cultivate a solution that uh, is mo- best addressing those pain points by by the consumer. And whether it's in the external business around uh, cultivating new concepts through discotech or whether it's in our core businesses uh, on our teams or on exploring new areas, it's the consistency around the discipline of, of how we teach our associates to innovate, which I think is, has made the innovation journey at TD Ameritrade so special. You've mentioned discotech a couple of times, and I'd love to go a little bit further into this incubator that you, that you lead. Talk a bit about um, its setup, its intent, uh, and its mission. Yeah, so I think this really sort of germinated probably a few years ago. And, um, you know, we went through a couple of different iterations around it where we really have noticed that, you know, if you look out, whether it's in Silicon Valley or New York City, uh, there are a number of different upstarts, whether it's, you know, the Robin Hoods of the world or whether it's, um, you know, new firms that are, you know, in the cryptocurrency space or, people who are leveraging artificial intelligence like the mints of the world and and other companies that are uh, really trying to uh, disrupt the way that uh, consumers do business uh, digitally. And so, you know, we felt that our core business is extremely successful in terms of, you know, the, the trading platforms, the trading capabilities, investment capabilities, advisor capabilities that, that they provide. But those are mature businesses and continuing to grow and continuing to bring on new capabilities. But as we look at new problems in society uh, that may be adjacent to 
you know, the, the, the work that we currently do in our core business, there may be some, you know, proprietary gifts that we can take and apply to uh, other adjacent opportunities in the market marketplace. And so after going through a couple of iterations, um, you know, we decided to take uh, and set up this incubator called Discotech. And, um, you know, I think we've been exploring some really interesting areas, um, you know, that have are starting to really, you know, bear some fruit for us. I can't discuss all of the ideas specifically in detail um, just because we're at nascent stages around that. But I think what we've learned is that by applying a disciplined process to uh, a couple of different target areas, you know, you can really uncover some nuggets that uh, may be competitive differentiators for you in the future. Very interesting. And uh, talk a bit about the culture of innovation. You referenced uh, or alluded to that a, a moment ago, and I wonder how you foster that. How do you ensure that you're developing the kind of organization that is is empowered um, uh, in, in a way to to develop and, and, and be innovative. Yeah, so, you know, I've been with TD Ameritrade since 2013. And when I first came in, I was responsible for starting our advanced technology group. And one of the first things that um, I did was establish an enterprise-wide uh, innovation event called the Think Offs. And this was really sort of a multi-stage uh, innovation contest where, you know, we encouraged associates across all of our different lines of business to come up with new ideas um, and then pitch them and then eventually, you know, have them get judged. Uh, and I think that really sort of got the innovation juices flowing because uh, I think people had a lot of great ideas in this company. Um, you know, our roots are as an innovator. I think people didn't feel like they had an outlet. So uh, that really enabled and encouraged people to come up with the ideas and put them on the table. And then, you know, what we found is after running a couple of think-offs, we were good at idea generation, uh, but maybe the ideas that were being generated weren't really connected to business problems. Um, and so what we then began to experiment with is, is that, are there more localized processes that are aligned to specific business areas, business opportunities that, um, you know, really are, are more uh, disciplined, but also around the context uh, of, of what the business needs in order to be to continue to grow. And so that's why we've really shifted to a much more localized innovation event where, you know, teams can adopt the process lines of business can adopt the process. And, uh, you know, we really are encouraging people to uh, innovate in their own areas of focus, you know, just by identifying problems and, and really applying the methodology. In conjunction with to that, you know, we've also really encouraged people that as part of that culture of innovation, it is an experimentation culture. Uh, we do want people to, to to take more risk. We do want people to um, come up with new ideas, but that a large percentage of them will uh, also not be um, not be ac accepted or validated as as real needs for for a particular solution. So we're also really teaching people how to innovate. And one of the days that ways that we've done that is, you know, we've taken groups of associate and associates and led them through uh, innovation training. Um, and, and processes. And, um, you know, by doing that, uh, you know, really encourage them to be ambassadors for innovation all across uh, the organization. Uh, we've also taken a lot of the learnings and, uh, you know, uh, uh, analyses 
as well as experiences that associates have had with our discotech uh, incubator and really reapply them into our core business so that those associates can re-ingrain themselves into the core business and teach other associates, you know, how the methodology in discotech could be applied to core problems. So we've really, you know, um, brought up the, the idea acumen first and then really can try to connect problems with ideas while reinforcing sort of a fail fast type of a culture uh, and then just really taking people out of the business and cross pollinating them with new training and then bringing people from our discotheque entity back into our core business to really um, inspire more more juices. And we also take some of these big problems areas that we have um, and have applied, you know, some of these innovation processes to them, really, you know, getting giving them more visibility and encouraging more people to adopt these processes across our ecosystem. That's really great. Um, I'd like to, uh, would love to, to, to hear more about some of the areas in which you focus some of the innovation. You referenced voice and artificial intelligence as a couple of areas, emerging technologies that you're, you're leveraging. And I could, I could see those as potentially things, as you, you, you mentioned, kind of flowing from discotech incubated there, but then um, developing at scale to Im- impact the broader organization. Can you, can you talk about whether it's, whether it's those two or others that you wish to shine a light on? Can you talk a bit? Yeah, about so, I mean, in Discotech, the way that we sort of approach it is we have this notion of territories, and these are really areas that we look for business opportunities. So some of the areas that, you know, we've explored are, you know, areas like uh, student loans and how people can invest and, you know, pay off their student loans at the same time. Um, how the the sports exchange uh, marketplace might be uh, might have commonalities with um, trading and how our traders might have an appetite for some of those areas. Uh, and another one is really you know some of the work that we're doing around um, alternative markets. And you know there's a lot of interest with the fire movement around new types of investments and how we could potentially play in that. So we go through a diff- uh, a very disciplined process of exploring those spaces spaces and in cultivating new business. And that's, those are some of the things that we're working on, you know, in our core business, you know, we've done a lot just in terms of some of these new um, enabling uh, partnerships is what I would say with Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and we had what's called a tiger team. uh, That was a group of cross-functional folks that we uh, took out of our core business to kind of be the tip of the spear to some degree and look at uh, new capabilities like AI and uh, you know voice and things of that nature around how could we potentially be the first to place uh, a trade via the Amazon Echo or do uh, you know unstructured voice commands you know to get you know balances and positions information or education information. Similarly, around typing, how could we create a chatbot that was more than just something with simple commands, but something that was much more unstructured that would use artificial intelligence to process those and and determine intent um, to to be able to you know respond to customers. And that really helped us tremendously during our Scott Trade integration day one, where you know we had a lot of inbound queries and and the chatbot was you know, able to handle more than 50% of those inquiries um, uh, by, by a client. So, you know, we really sort of experimented in those areas and they've borne a lot of fruit for us. Uh, we've also really focused heavily in the AI space um, through two platforms. One is our content intelligent platform, which is really around education and how do we ingest educational content and serve it and personalize it to clients based upon similar clients, similar attributes. Um, so, you know, again, something that 
and we've, we've really focused a, a team of data scientists who have taken on artificial intelligence and built out an internal platform um, to really serve our clients and give them more personalized content. And similarly, something we called VOCA, which is Voice of the Customer Analytics, which uh, takes all of our uh, our contact center and chat information and email information and distills them for intent using um, artificial intelligence so that we can leverage our chatbots and uh, other self-service type of technologies to uh, give our clients a better consumer experience and, and allow them to find information that they need much more quickly, both on our website and through our digital channels. Uh, so AI has been a real big uh, part of our you know, innovation strategy and, and where we've faced, uh, we've really focused our, uh, our, a lot of our emerging technology efforts. There have been other areas like virtual reality, for example, that, you know, we've experimented in and blockchain um, and some of these other emerging technologies. You know, we, we just haven't found that uh, we found the right use case and uh, the right, you know, excitement that artificial intelligence has generated um, and, the, and the value creation. Um, so, you know, we continue to experiment in those areas, but uh, artificial intelligence is a core area that's I think is going to be critical to our business moving forward. Understood. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you are based in Michigan uh, and have teams uh, in, in Greater Detroit and Ann Arbor. Uh, yep. Talk a bit about the, that area as a, as a you know, rising tech center. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think there was a recent article that uh, just uh, put Ann Arbor in the top three in terms of uh, tech hubs in the country. So I'm always, uh, you know, pleased to, to see those kinds of accolades. Uh, but when I joined in 2013, as you know, Peter, I came from Ford Motor Company. And, you know, one of the reasons I was willing to leave is that, you know, a, a COO that we had was, was previously uh, was willing to invest in a small center in Ann Arbor to uh, really build a partnership with some of the university and cultivate some uh, area and expertise around advanced technologies. And, and this is an area that, you know, was, was starting to grow in the industry in, in fintech and uh, TD Ameritrade didn't really have a strong capability around it. So I came on board and I, I took the risk and I was uh, employee number one. And it, for a while it was just, uh, I think, me working out of my house and traveling to all of our different sites to meet people and then began to slowly grow our team, you know, first three um, we set up shop uh, on Main Street in downtown Ann Arbor. And, you know, initially it was going to be just an advanced tech team. But as we demonstrated the value with some of those capabilities, you know, we got the opportunity to build out, you know, some other products. And, you know, then we needed some additional capabilities, you know, on our trader team. And so over time, you know, we've taken on more and more products and capabilities and established ourselves really as an innovation hub for the company, um, you know, across all of our different sites. And so we've grown it from, uh, just myself to uh, about 200 people uh, in the six years uh, that I've been with, um, six and a half years that I've been with TD Ameritrade. And, and I think what we've tried to do is, you know, whether it's in terms of workspace or um, organization of, of space in, in, the, in, the building, in the building or how we approach different problems in Ann Arbor, really trying to infuse, um, you know, our other sites, whether it's in Jersey City or Omaha or Columbia or St. Louis um, or Chicago with some of these other these these practices and and I think if you visit a lot of our sites right now you'll see um, shades of Ann Arbor and um, all of our different sites in terms of you know the way that you know folks 
are working together and, and really practicing more of that agile approach, um, you know, as, as we go forward. I think one of the things that I'm a really, really big proponent of is sort of the agile uh, software development approach and, you know, something that I brought in at Ford with uh, a tremendous amount of success and, you know, what we initiated uh, in Ann Arbor. And Ann Arbor was really the pilot site for uh, our agile transformation here at TD Ameritrade. And I think by seeing the value that that generates um, in terms of, of throughput and, you know, client satisfaction, as well as associate productivity, uh, a lot of the sites have picked up uh, that same uh, approach and, you know, both in terms of technology, which is uh, almost at uh, 85, 90% agile adoption, and even now in terms of uh, the different areas of our business. So uh, it's really exciting to see how uh, the work that we've done here in Ann Arbor to build out, you know, the blueprint for an innovation center, adopting agility and pushing the forefronts of emerging technologies like AI um, has really spread uh, virally to um, other parts of the company. So that's that's been really a big pride point uh, for me to see. Additionally, you know, the talent has been just fantastic here because not only are we able to pull from the auto industry, but uh, we're able to pull from students and co-ops at the University of Michigan. We've actually had people relocate from uh, the East Coast and the West Coast um, just because uh, the, the quality of life is better here and a cost of living is a lot better. Uh, we've had people from from Amazon in Detroit join us because they didn't want to do the commute to Detroit because they saw our culture and uh, you know see, saw that sort of fintech like uh, um, environment here. So that's been that's been really exciting to be a part of. And uh, you know we have really really low attrition because I think you know we we focus on on having a very tech first culture in Ann Arbor. You know with a lot of uh, networking events, learning events, office events, um, and the environment is just a really wonderful environment to work in, in downtown Ann Arbor. So I think, you know, if you look at uh, a lot of the elements of, you know, what makes a great office, you know, we've deployed it here in Ann Arbor. And I think, you know, it's a big t- testament to, you know, the success that we've enjoyed over the last several years. You mentioned that uh, prior to your six and a half years, you were with Ford actually for more than a dozen years. And, um, you know, one of the things I've always found fascinating about the auto industry generally and Ford more specifically is the number of tech execs that have emerged from that company. Uh, in addition to yourself, folks like Ted Colbert at Boeing, Andy Kirabudis at National Grid, Jim Schofield at Marriott, Sanjeev Adala from AES, uh, Sangi Vatsa from uh, uh, Comerica Bank, and the list goes on. You know, what I'm curious, you know, from your own perspective as an alum of Ford, what what do you suppose is the reason why this is an organization that has yielded such extraordinary talent to a variety of different industries? Yeah, you know, it's it's fascinating when I think about it. And I always look very fondly um, upon my experiences uh, at Ford. And a lot of those guys that you mentioned, you know, we all started out as kids <laughs> coming out of college in our in our <laughs> late 20s. And um, you know, we built these amazing relationships. And, you know, it's funny, I was talking to um, Marcy Cleavorn, who is uh, my colleague at Ford and just retired last year, who was the CIO there and then head, went on to um, head mobility. There was one point when Ted, myself, Jim, and Jeff Lemmer were all working for Marcy in the infrastructure organization. And we've all gone on to become CIOs in other capacities. <laughs> uh, we were talking, we were just, you know, 
uh, re reminiscing on old times and said, hey, we really had the dream team those days, uh, you know, working. And, uh, and I think it's really, you know, people who get to see the complexity of a company like Ford. Uh, I don't think that I've seen, I've, I've been in a company that is as complex as Ford. Um, and then also as organic as Ford in terms of the people. So, you know, Ford is a big proponent of, you know, leadership in terms of leading your own teams. You get to lead at scale, but you get to lead across a very complex um, organization. And it's also very familial and uh, everybody wants to, you know, collaborate on a decision. So your, your influence skills, um, you know, are, are really, really high. But at the same time, it's a company that wants to innovate. Uh, it's a company that wants to move forward. And so, you know, when you when you think about all of these different experiences that you get, because it's such a large organization, I had experiences running the data centers, experiences running app dev, experiences in security and controls, in vehicle, um, leading large teams, dealing with challenging situations, uh, working with really, really smart people on teams and also layer on top of that, the complexity of the auto industry. It really, it takes people who are strong systems thinkers, who have very strong influencing skills and have to, you know, grow up through an organization where collaboration and uh, a variety of different assignments are required to progress. You know, you, you build these experiential skill sets that uh, I think when you go to other companies, whether they're larger or smaller, you know, you can take those, that blueprint, uh, apply them at your new, new place and, um, and be immediately successful. I mean, people always ask me, you know, how did you pick up the financial services and online brokerage industry so quickly? And I said, you know, it took me about six months. And, you know, having been at a place like Ford, which is so process and information driven, you know, the first thing I, I do is I come in. And I look at how do our clients interact um, with us? What are the, the different flows, the channels that they interact with? Um, you know, how does, uh, what are the systems that get interacted? How do the business processes function together? And I create sort of a mental map of how it all flows together. And so immediately you understand where potential risks emerge. And then you bring in all of that uh, experiential uh, knowledge with all the experiences and the scale that you had at a place like Ford. And, you know, you apply it to a place like TD Ameritrade, which in some cases is thirsty for a little bit more structure like we had at Ford. And, you know, I think it, it really produces, uh, you know, a very uh, positive result. I have a lot of people um, uh, who have uh, now joined from Ford, uh, Tom Blessing, who works for me, Subramaniam Chandru, who works for me, um, you know, they all adapt very quickly and they're really well liked in the organization just because those are the skills that are required to be successful at Ford. And so, you know, when you have good people um, who, have, who have had to deal in that kind of an environment, you know, it, it really gives you the right ingredients for success in other endeavors. That's interesting. Through the course of our conversation, we've covered a, a number of, of trends, rising trends uh, that you are uh, thinking about and getting involved in, I thought I'd just circle back briefly and see if there are any that we've not covered, uh, VJ, that are that are making their way onto your your strategic roadmap. Well, you know, people always ask me about quantum computing, right? And I, I tell people it's kind of like nuclear fusion, right? Uh, we'll we'll be maybe we'll be talking about it in ten more years, uh, but certainly, you know, as 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 something like quantum computing. Uh, comes to the forefront, maybe quantum computing as a service begins to be offered, you know, just in terms of the types of capabilities that we can offer to our, our clients, um, 
the types of analyses that they can do quickly, the types of charting that they can do quickly, uh, historical analyses. Uh, I think you're going to see just uh, a wealth of new engagement um, in investing and capabilities around investing and anal analytics around investing that you've never seen before. Um, and, you know, I think while, you know, there's the initial fear that, you know, hedge funds are going to get a lot of those capabilities and they are going to get them first. But um, at the same token, I think eventually they'll make their way to, you know, the individual investor through sort of digital um, experiences. And I think that's going to create a lot more acumen uh, in the investing marketplace. And um, so that's particularly exciting as we look sort of over the, the horizon of, of the next decade. Um, I'm still curious to see, you know, how blockchain evolves, especially as um, we think about, uh, you know, uh, settlement and clearing and uh, how do you make uh, an overall ecosystem of, of investments, um, you know, much more robust and digital. So that's also really, really exciting, um, you know, as we as we think about the future. And so I'm, I'm, we're, we're continuing to monitor that. Uh, but those are kind of really the two major trends. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what other technologies sort of emerge. Um, but a lot of the things that, you know, I thought might be more interesting, like some of the voice-based trading, voice-based investing, uh, they haven't quite taken on uh, the same sort of take rate that I would have ex uh, expected. I think people are still very wedded to their mobile phones and want to do everything through their phones. Um and uh, so I think, you know, we we refocused more of our efforts, you know, within the apps and what can we do with AI within the apps as opposed to sort of uh, a lot of the standalone ecosystems. But, you know, as I think as opportunities present themselves, we'll continue to, to experiment and, um, you know, see see where things evolve to. But I certainly think in terms of things like artificial intelligence, um, there's a lot more legs for uh, the growth and sophistication of artificial intelligence type engines. That's a great overview. I appreciate that. Well, Vijay Sankaran, thank you so much for taking time on Technovation today, talking a bit about uh, your, your role as CIO of TD Ameritrade, what you see uh, for the future within the organization, a bit about your career path as well. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, thanks so much, Peter, for having me and um, look forward to interacting again in the near future. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday for a special episode featuring Alvaro Pombo, the Chief Executive Officer of Pronto Forms.